fiscal update is a compilation of brief news articles published by the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency throughout each month. The articles cover actions taken at meetings of state boards and commissions, news releases from state agencies, updates on the status of the state budget, reports on audits of state and local government, and other items of interest to legislators and their constituents. If you would like to receive email notifications when individual fiscal update articles are published, please go to www.legis.iowa.gov slash subscribe. Or you can follow us on Twitter at Iowa LSA. To view all charts and graphs coinciding with these reports, please go to the Iowa General Assembly website at www.legis.iowa.gov. Click on the Publications tab at the top and then click on Fiscal Analysis in the gray area to the left. Under Fiscal Publications, click on Fiscal Update and search for a particular report. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, May 1, 2018. Iowa Supreme Court's Rules Against DOT's Authority Over Traffic Cameras. Court Decision. On April 27, 2018, the Iowa Supreme Court issued a ruling against the Department of Transportation, DOT, authority to regulate traffic cameras and remanded the case back to the district court. The cities of Des Moines, Cedar Rapids, and Muscatine had filed a suit against the DOT and the Transportation Commission's administrative rules, which regulated the use of automated traffic enforcement, ATE, devices. The ruling invalidates 761 Iowa Administrative Code Chapter 144 of the Iowa Administrative Code, which required local authorities to justify locations of ATE devices with the DOT and annually evaluate the effectiveness of each location. ATE device locations were to be renewed based upon compliance of the rules and effectiveness of improving traffic safety. Background. The table that accompanies this fiscal update shows the revenue and number of violations issued by the cities for fiscal year 2017. In May 2017, the cities ceased issuing violations from ATE devices on the primary road system following an initial court ruling, but did not remove the devices. It is not known if or when the cities may resume issuing violations from the ATE devices or what fiscal impact the ruling may have on the cities, although the fiscal impact is expected to be positive. In 2014, after review from the DOT, Council Bluffs, Davenport, and Sioux City ceased issuing violations from some ATE device locations on the primary roadways. It is not known at this time if those cities may resume issuing violations from these locations again. ATE devices located on secondary or city roads were not impacted by the court ruling and are still operating per the local authority's discretion. The LSA staff contact for this fiscal update is Michael Guance, Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-729-7755. To view the table that accompanies this fiscal update, Go to the Iowa General Assembly website at www.legis.iowa.gov. Click on the Publications tab, then click on Fiscal Analysis in the gray area to the left. Next, under the heading Fiscal Publications, click on Fiscal Update and go to the PDF titled Iowa Supreme Court's Rules Against DOT's Authority Over Traffic Cameras. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, May 8, 2018, End of Session, Senate File 2163, Lighting Devices or Reflectors 
on Department of Transportation vehicles or equipment used for snow and ice treatment or removal. Description, Senate File 2163 repeals language in Iowa Code Section 321.423 that sunsets the provisions for the pilot program that permits the Department of Transportation, DOT, to install rear-facing blue and white lights on snow removal equipment. Fiscal impact. Installation of the lights on the remaining snow removal equipment is expected to cost the Highway Division of the DOT $335,000 in fiscal year 2019. The DOT will fund the installation through existing appropriations to the division. The Highway Division is funded by appropriations from the Primary Road Fund. Enactment date. This act was approved by the General Assembly on February 26, 2018 and signed by the Governor on March 7, 2018. The LSA staff contact for this fiscal update is Michael Guance, Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-729-7755. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, May 9, 2018. End of Session, Senate File 2165, Victim Compensation. Senate File 2165 concerns compensation payable under the Victim Compensation Program. The Act expands the qualifying circumstances for economic loss and amends the compensation limitations under Iowa Code Section 915.86. Senate File 2165 also allows a victim, secondary victim, or survivor of a deceased victim to be awarded additional compensation of up to $5,000 per person under one of the following circumstances. The expenses were not eligible for compensation at the time the initial application for benefits was made. The qualifying person demonstrates an undue hardship and the eligibility requirements and compensation limits at the time of application prevent compensation and the qualifying person incurs additional expenses from a quote new event that would otherwise be compensable but for the compensation limits. Fiscal impact. Senate file 2165 has no fiscal impact on the state general fund. The act is estimated to increase victim compensation fund expenditures by $200,000 annually. Over the past six years, applicants have reached the compensation limitation on benefits categories a total of 1,452 times. It is uncertain how many claims for additional compensation will occur, but the cost is unlikely to have a substantial impact on the fund. This act was approved by the General Assembly on March 26, 2018 and signed by the Governor on April 11, 2018. The LSA staff contact for this fiscal update is Laura Book, Legislative Analyst 1 with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-205-9275. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, May 9, 2018. End of Session, House File 2338, Operating While Intoxicated, Temporary Restricted Licenses. House File 2338 strikes certain ineligibility periods for the issuance of a temporary restricted license, TRL, under Iowa Code Chapter 321J and requires the installation of an approved ignition interlock device on any motor vehicle owned or operated by the holder of the TRL. This act expands the issuance of TRLs with an approved ignition interlock device to individuals charged with having committed and operating while intoxicated OWI offense 
while having a blood alcohol content, BAC, between 0.08 and 0.10. The Act further strikes the provisions limiting the use of a TRL, allowing the holder of a TRL to operate a motor vehicle with an ignition interlock system in any manner allowed for a person issued a valid Class C license. This Act does not strike the ineligibility periods for a person convicted under Iowa Code Section 707.6a, homicide or serious injury by vehicle, or amend provisions prohibiting a TRL holder from operating a commercial motor vehicle or school bus. The Act also does not amend TRL provisions under Iowa Code Section 321.215 for violations solely under Iowa Code Chapter 321. This Act applies to persons applying for a TRL on or after July 1, 2018. Persons issued a TRL prior to July 1, 2018 may apply for a new TRL, which would be subject to the conditions of this Act. Correctional Impact The Act is estimated to reduce prison orders and jail orders, and the Act is expected to reduce probation orders and community-based corrections, CBC orders, or residential admissions. This Act is estimated to reduce the prison population by 10 persons annually. Table 1 that accompanies this article shows estimates for sentencing to state prison, parole, probation, or CBC residential facilities, length of stay, LOS, under those supervisions, and supervision marginal costs per day for convictions of simple and serious misdemeanors. Refer to the Legislative Services Agency LSA memo addressed to the General Assembly, cost estimates used for correctional impact statements, dated January 8, 2018, for information related to the correctional system. Minority impact. The Act is expected to have a positive minority impact. In fiscal year 2017, approximately 13.8% of individuals convicted of driving while barred were African American. The U.S. Census estimate as of July 1, 2017, states that the Iowa population was 3.7% African American. Refer to the LSA memo addressed to the General Assembly Minority Impact Statement dated January 29, 2018 for information related to minorities in the criminal justice system. Fiscal impact. The act is estimated to have a fiscal impact on the general fund by reducing operating costs associated with the Department of Corrections, the Judicial Branch, and the Indigent Defense Fund. Any reduction in convictions under Iowa Code Section 321J.21 may result in a reduction of fines collected. This act was approved by the General Assembly on April 4, 2018 and signed by the Governor on April 11, 2018. The LSA staff contact for this fiscal update is Michael Guance, Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-729-7755. To see the tables that accompany this article, go to the Iowa General Assembly website at www.legis.iowa.gov. Click on the Publications tab, then click on Fiscal Analysis in the gray area to the left. Next, under the heading Fiscal Publications, click on Fiscal Update and go to the PDF titled End of Session House File 2338 Operating While Intoxicated Temporary Restricted Licenses. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, May 9, 2018. End of Session, Senate File 2366, Veterans Affairs Commission and Trust Fund Expenditures Act. Senate File 2366 makes the following changes to the Department of Veterans Affairs, IDVA. Increases the membership of the Commission of Veterans Affairs by two members. The additional representatives will be a member of the Paralyzed Veterans of America and a member of the Iowa Association of County Commissioners and Veterans Service Officers. 
permits non-repayment of expenditures from the Iowa Veterans Trust Fund for cemetery grant development services provided by the Department of Administrative Services, increases the spendable amount of revenue from the Iowa Lottery Authority. Currently, the Iowa Lottery Authority annually transfers $2.5 million in gaming profits to the Veterans Trust Fund. Of that amount, $300,000 is made available to be spent on benefits for veterans or their families, Senate File 2366, permits $500,000 to be made available for awards. Adds the following two new assistance categories from the Veterans Trust Fund benefits. Rental housing assistance for veterans who meet the federal definition of homeless. Awards can cover application fees needed for obtaining rental housing. And up to $1,000 in one-time assistance for expenditures associated with preventing homelessness. Possible services covered could include paying fees for new copies of birth certificates, social security cards, rental security deposits, and other incidentals. The finalized version of covered services will be further defined by the IDVA in the Iowa Administrative Code. Fiscal impact. Increasing the spendable portion of the lottery transfer by $200,000 will permit more assistance awards to be granted from the Veterans Trust Fund. Under current law, the fund is estimated to reach $50 million by fiscal year 2028. Under Senate File 2366, that goal is estimated to be achieved by fiscal year 2029, one year later. During that time frame, an additional estimated $2.2 million will potentially be available to be awarded. Increased award categories will have minimal fiscal impact and will be limited to available funding. The act was approved by the General Assembly on March 19, 2018 and signed by the Governor on April 2, 2018. The LSA staff contact for this fiscal update is Kent Ohms, Legislative Analyst 3 with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-971-7053. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, May 9, 2018. End of Session, House File 2321, Unemployment Compensation Workforce Development Department. House File 2321 specifies that the Iowa Department of Workforce Development, IWD, will pay the actual cost of criminal history checks and that an applicant for employment with the IWD and employees of the IWD will be subject to a possible national criminal history check through the Federal Bureau of Investigation at the discretion of the IWD. The Act provides that a reduction in unemployment benefits due to pension payments received will only occur if the claimant's base period employer has made 100% of the contributions to the pension plan. The Act further provides that vacation pay paid out to an employee will only be considered wages for purposes of unemployment benefits for a maximum of five workdays. Fiscal impact. Criminal history checks will result in fiscal year 2019 expenditures totaling an estimated $1,750, $250 for supplies and $1,500 for criminal history checks, and $500 each subsequent year for criminal history checks paid from the Unemployment Insurance Federal Base Grant in the Integrity Bureau. The changes related to pension and vacation pay deductibility will permit the IWD to reallocate an estimated 2.9 workforce advisor full-time equivalent FTE positions and $150,000 in salary expenses paid from the Unemployment Insurance Federal Base Grant in the Benefits Bureau. This act was approved by the General Assembly on March 28, 2017 and signed by the Governor on April 4, 2018. 
The LSA staff contact for this fiscal update is Ron Robinson, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6256. Fiscal Update. Fiscal Services Division, May 9, 2018. End of Session, House File 2297, Boiler Inspections. House File 2297 relates to boiler and unfired steam pressure vessel inspections and specifies the following. Steel hot water boilers and other objects will no longer be required to have an external inspection for years in which an internal inspection takes place. Low pressure steam boilers in dry layup will be required to have an internal inspection in lieu of an external inspection. Inspection exemptions for water heaters used for potable water are expanded to include larger capacity heaters and heaters with higher burner input. Fiscal impact. The act will eliminate an estimated 7,600 certifications and 1,400 inspections, thereby reducing the net revenue to the Boiler and Pressure Vessel Safety Revolving Fund by an estimated $274,000 annually beginning with fiscal year 2019. This act was approved by the General Assembly on April 2, 2018 and signed by the Governor on April 10, 2018. The LSA staff contact for this fiscal update is Ron Robinson, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6256. To see the chart that accompanies this article, go to the Iowa General Assembly website at www.legis.iowa.gov. Click on the Publications tab, then click on Fiscal Analysis in the gray area to the left. Next, under the heading Fiscal Publications, click on Fiscal Update and go to the PDF titled End of Session House File 2297 Boiler Inspections. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, May 9, 2018. End of Session House File 2258 Flood Project Fund Act. House File 2258 expands the use of funds in an approved governmental entity's flood project fund to reimburse other governmental funds advanced internally to pay for approved projects. Fiscal impact. No impact to the general fund is expected. The act could have a positive fiscal impact on local governments. The City of Des Moines will have the ability to use funds to prepay bonds or issue other bonds for additional projects, which could save the City approximately $8.9 million in interest payments. Other cities may have similar options available in the future. The Act was approved by the General Assembly on April 11, 2018 and signed by the Governor on April 17, 2011. The LSA staff contact for this fiscal update is Kent Ohms, Legislative Analyst 3 with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-971-7053. Fiscal update, Fiscal Services Division, May 10, 2018. End of session, Senate File 512, Water Quality. Water Quality Act, Senate File 512, the Water Quality Act, exempts the sale of water by utilities from the state sales tax and creates a water service excise tax on metered water. Revenues from the tax are deposited in the general fund. These funds are then transferred incrementally as follows. Fiscal year 2019, a total of one-sixth of the tax will be transferred from the general fund with half of the funding distributed to the Water Quality Infrastructure Fund and half to the Water Quality Financial Assistance Fund. Fiscal year 2020, a total of one-third of the tax will be transferred from the general fund with 
half of the funding distributed to the Water Quality Infrastructure Fund and half to the Water Quality Financial Assistance Fund. Fiscal year 2021, a total of one half of the tax will be transferred from the general fund to the Water Quality Financial Assistance Fund. This will happen each fiscal year through fiscal year 2029. The tax is repealed on July 1, 2029 or when the state sales tax is increased. Water Quality Infrastructure Fund. For fiscal year 2019 through fiscal year 2020, funding will be allocated from the water service excise tax to the water quality infrastructure tax as described. Beginning in fiscal year 2021, the water quality infrastructure fund will be credited $15 million per year from wagering tax receipts that are currently paying off Vision Iowa bonds. The wagering tax receipts deposit is repealed July 1, 2029, or if the state sales tax is increased. The Division of Soil Conservation and Water Quality of the Department of Agriculture and Land Stewardship, DALS, will administer the fund and can use up to 4% of the fund for administration. The fund is repealed after all monies have been expended. Water Quality Financial Assistance Fund. The Act creates the Water Quality Financial Assistance Fund in the state treasury and appropriates monies from the water service excise tax to the fund. For fiscal year 2019 through fiscal year 2030, funds will be appropriated annually as follows. 40% of the Iowa Finance Authority, IFA, for the Wastewater and Drinking Water Treatment Financial Assistance Program. The IFA will administer the program, which consists of appropriations, interest, and other funds. The program will be expanded to include drinking water treatment and source water protection projects. 45% to the IFA for the Water Quality Financing Program, which funds projects to improve the quality of surface water and groundwater. This is a loan program and the IFA will set the loan interest rates and charge fees to pay for the costs of processing loans. The IFA is required to submit an annual report to the Governor and the General Assembly beginning October 1, 2018, detailing the expenditures of the previous year. And 15% of the Division of Soil Conservation and Water Quality of the DALS for the Water Quality Urban Infrastructure Program to fund demonstration projects that decrease erosion and stormwater discharge and other related projects. The projects will be funded on a cost-share basis. Fiscal Impact. The table that accompanies this fiscal update summarizes the funding to the Water Quality Infrastructure Fund and the Water Quality Financial Assistance Fund. Additional changes. House File 2440 Water Quality Program Technical Corrections Bill was passed by the General Assembly on May 5, 2018. The bill made some technical corrections to Senate File 512. Corrections include adding a requirement for an annual report that details expenditures for the Wastewater and Drinking Water Treatment Financial Assistance Program, the Water Quality Financing Program, the Urban Infrastructure Program, and the Water Quality Agriculture Infrastructure Program. The first report must be submitted by October 1, 2019 to the Governor and the General Assembly. Enactment date. This act was approved by the General Assembly on January 23, 2018 and signed by the Governor on January 31, 2018. The act takes effect on July 1, 2018. The LSA staff contacts for this fiscal update are Deb Kozell, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6767 
and Kent Ohms, Legislative Analyst 3 with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-971-7053. To see the table that accompanies this article, go to the Iowa General Assembly website at www.legis.iowa.gov. Click on the Publications tab, then click on Fiscal Analysis in the gray area to the left. Next, under the heading Fiscal Publications, click on Fiscal Update and go to the PDF titled End of Session, Senate File 512, Water Quality. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, May 10, 2018. End of Session, Senate File 475, Education Omnibus. Senate File 475, Education Omnibus Act, makes a variety of changes to the Iowa Code regarding education. Of the seven divisions of the Act, two will have a fiscal impact, two may have a fiscal impact, but the extent of fiscal impact is indeterminable, and three are expected to have little or no fiscal impact. Fiscal impact, divisions two and seven, possible but indeterminable fiscal impact, divisions one and four, and little or no fiscal impact, divisions three, five, and six. Divisions 1 and 4 pertain to provisions regarding open enrollment in online academies. Division 1 rescinds the limitations on the statewide number of students open enrolled in and receiving their education through a primary online method. Division 4 creates a provision that the resident district of an open enrolled student may retain up to $400 per year calculated as $200 per co-curricular or extracurricular activity at a maximum of two activities per year for the purpose of a student's participation in these activities. Division 2 relates to concurrent enrollment in community college classes and creates an exception to the, quote, supplement not supplant, end quote, requirements under Iowa Code Section 257.11 for one or more career and technical education CTE classes following under a single technical educational area. For example, under Division 2, if a school district offers both a series of agriculture classes and a series of nursing classes, only one series will be eligible for supplementary weighting. Under current law, a school district may contract with a local community college to offer CTE math, liberal arts, and science courses, which generates supplementary weighting in the school aid formula aimed at covering part of the cost of those classes. CTE classes offered under these agreements are not eligible for supplementary weighting if they are supplanting other courses required under Iowa Code Section 256.11. Under this division, if the class is supplanting an, quote, offer and teach required class, it will be eligible for supplementary weighting generating funds for schools within the school aid formula. If the class has more than five students enrolled and if the school district has fewer than 600 students enrolled and meets all other requirements. Division 3 of the Act creates a working group to review the best practices for implementing necessary student health screening while reducing administrative requirements for school districts. In 2007 and 2008, the General Assembly enacted requirements that parents have their child's dental, 2007, and vision, 2008, health screened before their children begin attending school. These requirements were last updated in 2013. Division 5 creates a biliteracy seal for high school graduates showing proficiency in a second language. Division 6 requires that any guidance issued by the Department of Education, the State Board of Education, or the Director of Education be consistent with an underlying statute or rule 
and that the guidance itself is not legally binding unless required or reasonably implied by a statute, administrative rule, or other legal authority. Division 7 amends Iowa Code Section 256.11 to require that all school districts in the state offer at least one-half unit of personal finance literacy. All students must complete the financial literacy course as a condition of graduation from an Iowa high school. The course must cover the following savings, purchasing, wealth building, investment, compound and simple interest, real estate, mutual funds, annuities, college planning, long and short-term investment, credit and debit, consumer awareness, financial responsibility, and insurance, among other requirements. This division was amended by Senate File 2415, Fiscal Year 2019 Education Appropriations Act, which has not yet been signed by the governor. If Senate File 2415 is enacted, Senate File 475 will be amended to allow the course to count as a social studies credit and allow the coursework to be covered in math, social studies, or CTE coursework. Fiscal Impact, the table that accompanies this fiscal update outlines the fiscal impact of Senate File 475. For fiscal year 2019, the fiscal impact of the Act cannot be determined. In fiscal year 2020, the beginning of eligibility of CTE classes for supplementary weights is estimated to result in an estimated net increase in general fund expenditures between $118,000 and $183,000 via school state aid. There will also be an expected fiscal impact to school districts as districts ramp up the financial literacy class requirement. However, the total cost of that requirement as amended by Senate File 2415 cannot be determined at this time. The table reflects the original estimated cost for that division. This act was approved by the General Assembly on April 2, 2018 and signed by the Governor on April 17, 2018. The LSA staff contact for this fiscal update is Josie Garretts, Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-238-2833. To see the table that accompanies this article, go to the Iowa General Assembly website at www.legis.iowa.gov. Click on the Publications tab, then click on Fiscal Analysis in the gray area to the left. Next, under the heading Fiscal Publications, click on Fiscal Update and go to the PDF titled End of Session, Senate File 475, Education Omnibus. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, May 10, 2018. End of Session, Senate File 2349, Association Health Plans Act. Senate File 2349 allows employer association health plans, a type of multiple employer welfare arrangement, to be established by bona fide associates of employers. The Act also provides that health benefit plans sponsored by a nonprofit agricultural organization domiciled in the state will not be classified as health insurance and will not be subject to regulation by the Commissioner of the Iowa Insurance Division. The health benefit plans are to be provided through a self-funded arrangement and administered by a domestic third-party administrator that holds a certificate of registration issued by the Commissioner. Fiscal Impact. The fiscal impact as a result of the establishment of employer association health plans cannot be determined at this time. However, the Department of Revenue estimates that health benefit plans sponsored by a nonprofit agricultural organization will have the following Iowa individual income tax implications for approximately 20,000 previously uninsured participants. 
previously uninsured taxpayers participating in one of the proposed health benefit plans may choose to file a federal Schedule F profit or loss from farming form once covered under a health benefit plan, which would reduce those taxpayers' collective Iowa individual income tax liability by an estimated $4.9 million at the marginal tax rate of 4.9%. There is also a forecasted decrease in claimed medical expenses as the decreased claim amount is expected to increase previously uninsured participating taxpayers' Iowa individual tax liability by $1.2 million for tax year 2018. Because coverage is assumed to start July 2018, the partial year application of this negative fiscal impact for fiscal year 2019 is $1.8 million, and the full year negative fiscal impact for fiscal year 2020 is $3.7 million. Individuals with existing insurance who elect to purchase coverage under one of the proposed health benefit plans due to lower premiums will leave insurance companies that are required to pay the Iowa insurance premium tax on their premiums. The loss in tax revenue from these premiums is estimated to yield a $700,000 decrease to the general fund in fiscal year 2020. However, this group is predicted to claim a lower health insurance premium deduction due to the lower premium amount under one of the proposed health benefit plans, and this would increase the collective individual income tax liability of this group by $2.4 million. These two factors create a positive net general fund fiscal impact of $1.7 million in fiscal year 2020. The total net fiscal impact to the general fund is estimated to be a reduction of approximately $1.8 million in fiscal year 2019 and a reduction of $2 million in fiscal year 2020. The act was approved by the General Assembly on March 27, 2018 and signed by the Governor on April 2, 2018. The LSA staff contact for this fiscal update is Angel Banks Adams. Legislative Analyst 1 with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6301. To see the table that accompanies this article, go to the Iowa General Assembly website at www.legis.iowa.gov. Click on the Publications tab. Then click on Fiscal Analysis in the gray area to the left. Next, under the heading Fiscal Publications, click on Fiscal Update and go to the PDF titled End of Session, Senate File 2349, Association Health Plans Act. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, May 10, 2018, End of Session, Senate File 2227, County Resolution Publishing. Senate File 2227 authorizes county auditors to publish either a summary or the full text of resolutions adopted by the county boards of supervisors. It requires that the complete text of any questions or propositions submitted to the voters be published with the required notice of a general or special election. Fiscal Impact. Senate File 2227 is estimated to reduce statewide county expenditures for the publication of resolutions by $381,000. Enactment Date. The Act was approved by the General Assembly on April 25, 2018 and signed by the Governor on May 4, 2018. The LSA staff contact for this fiscal update is Robin Madison, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-5270. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, May 10, 2018. End of Session, Senate File 2114, Education Laws, Code Corrections and Clarifications. 
Section 2 of Senate File 2114 strikes Iowa Code Section 256.7, subsection 21, paragraph C, which requires school districts and accredited non-public schools to demonstrate the use of multiple assessment measures in determining student achievement levels. Federal education law no longer requires the use of multiple assessments. Fiscal impact. While the act has no significant fiscal impact on state revenue or expenditures, there is potential for cost reductions for local school districts. If all school districts ceased administering a second assessment, the estimated statewide savings to local school districts would be $3.2 million. However, this outcome is unlikely. It is not possible to estimate how many districts will cease administering the second assessment. The act was approved by the General Assembly on March 20, 2018 and signed by the Governor on April 2, 2018. The LSA staff contact for this fiscal update is Robin Madison, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-5270. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, May 10, 2018. End of Session, Senate File 2113, Suicide Prevention Training. Senate File 2113 requires the following. The State Board of Education must adopt rules requiring school districts to adopt protocols for suicide prevention and postvention and for the identification of adverse childhood experiences, ACEs, to mitigate toxic stress response. The protocols must be based on nationally recognized best practices. By July 1, 2019, local school boards must require at least one hour annually of evidence-based training in suicide prevention and postvention for school personnel who have regular contact with students and who hold a license, certificate, authorization, or statement of recognition from the Board of Educational Examiners. By July 1, 2019, local school boards must require annual evidence-based, evidence-supported training in the identification of ACEs and strategies to mitigate toxic stress response. The training must be provided to school personnel who have regular contact with students and who hold a license, certificate, authorization, or statement of recognition from the Board of Educational Examiners. Fiscal Impact. Senate File 2113 has no fiscal impact to the state due to the availability of low-cost or no-cost qualifying training resources and the option for school districts to include the training in existing in-service or professional development time, the impact to local school districts cannot be estimated but will be determined by decisions made at the local level. Enactment date. The act was approved by the General Assembly on March 21, 2018 and signed by the Governor on March 29, 2018. The LSA staff contact for this fiscal update is Robin Madison, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-5270. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, May 10, 2018, End of Session, Senate File 2059, Property Tax Assessment, Electronic Delivery of Notices. Senate File 2059 authorizes county assessors to deliver assessments, notices, or other information by electronic means if the recipient has requested electronic delivery. The Act applies to assessments, notices, or other information on or after July 1, 2018. Fiscal Impact. Senate File 2059 has no state fiscal impact. Counties that choose to offer electronic delivery will experience cost reductions over time. These reductions cannot be estimated because the number of counties that will choose to offer electronic delivery and the number of property owners 
who will request electronic delivery where available are unknown. The act was approved by the General Assembly on March 5, 2018 and signed by the Governor on March 15, 2018. The LSA staff contact for this fiscal update is Robin Madison, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-5270. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, May 10, 2018, End of Session, House File 2467, School Student Lunches. House File 2467 has two sections regarding student lunch debt in Iowa schools. Section 1 allows school districts to seek set-off for certain lunch debt pursuant to Iowa Code Section 8A.504. Section 2 requires school districts to provide information twice annually to all parents and guardians regarding the application process for free and reduced meals and additionally if a student owes lunch debt for five or more meals. This section also encourages school districts to provide a reimbursable meal to any student requesting it, makes provisions prohibiting publicly identifying students with lunch debt, allows districts to create an unpaid student meals account into which districts may deposit monies received from outside sources for paying student meal debt, and requires the Department of Education to work with school districts on creating a model of best practices. Fiscal impact, the estimated increase in cost of staffing across all school food authorities, SFAs, is $245,600 or an estimated average of $570 per SFA. This includes an estimated $58,500 for the second notification regarding the free and reduced lunch program, including the cost of 217 hours of staff time to produce and send the notification and the cost of sending the notification. The total also includes $187,100 for the account monitoring and notification for students with more than five unpaid meals. This total assumes that account monitoring and notification will take 15,588 hours or one hour per week per SFA for 36 weeks. It is possible that some of the SFAs will be able to complete the extra work with staff already available. However, this will be dependent on the SFA's staffing levels. The offering of a reimbursable meal to students with meal debt is not mandatory and it is not possible to determine at this time how many SFAs will choose to participate in such a model. The act was approved by the General Assembly on April 9, 2018 and signed by the Governor on April 17, 2018. The act is effective July 1, 2018. The LSA staff contact for this fiscal update is Josie Garretts, Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-238-2833. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, May 10, 2018. End of Session, House File 2442, Concussion Injuries, School Policies. House File 2442 sets new requirements for school districts and high school athletic officials in addressing concussion and brain injury in students participating in extracurricular interscholastic activities. The act requires the Department of Public Health, DPH, the Iowa High School Athletic Association, IHSAA, and the Iowa Girls High School Athletic Union, IGHSAU, to work together to distribute information to educate coaches, students, and parents about concussion and brain injury. Beginning in fiscal year 2019, school districts must distribute 
information to parents or guardians of students in grades 7 through 12 and require that a signed copy be returned prior to a student's participation in any extracurricular interscholastic activity. The Act sets requirements for removal of students from participation and for a student's return to participation. The Act requires school districts and accredited non-public schools to develop a return-to-learn plan for each student removed from participation and diagnosed with a concussion or brain injury. Districts and accredited non-public schools are required to provide protective gear to participating students in grades 7 through 12. The Act specifies that school districts and accredited non-public schools that fully implement the requirements of the Act and provide an emergency medical care provider or a licensed health care provider at a contest will not be liable for any claim or injuries or damages based on the actions of the care provider as long as the provider acted reasonably and in good faith in the best interest of the student-athlete and without undue influence of the school district or accredited non-public school or the school coaching staff. The Act also limits liability for school districts and accredited non-public schools if a care provider previously scheduled to be present is unable to be present due to documentable unforeseen circumstances and all other protocols are followed. The Act specifies that the licensed health care provider, if providing care without compensation, will not be liable for any claim or injuries or damages as long as the provider acted reasonably and in good faith in the best interest of the student-athlete and without undue influence of the school district, non-public school, or the school coaching staff. The Act defines, quote, licensed health care provider, end quote, to include a physician, physician assistant, chiropractor, advanced registered nurse practitioner, nurse, physical therapist, or licensed athletic trainer. Quote, emergency medical care provider, end quote, is defined in Iowa Code Section 147A.1. The Act specifies that any person required to complete training required by the Act must complete initial training by July 1st. 2019. Fiscal impact. House File 2442 is estimated to have minimal fiscal impact to the state. The Act's fiscal impact to local school districts cannot be estimated but is likely to be minimal. The Act was approved by the General Assembly on April 12, 2018 and signed by the Governor on April 26, 2018. The LSA staff contact for this fiscal update is Robin Madison, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-5270. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, May 10, 2018. End of Session, House File 2349, Excluded Gamblers, Racing and Gaming Commission Regulation. House File 2349 relates to the process involved when an individual requests to be voluntarily excluded from the wagering area and gaming floor of a gambling facility. The Act requires the Iowa Racing and Gaming Commission, IRGC, to do the following. Establish a process to allow an individual to be voluntarily excluded. Disseminate information concerning such persons to all Iowa licensed gambling facilities. Provide gaming licensees electronic access to the names and social security numbers of voluntarily excluded persons through a secured interactive internet site, which the IRGC is required to develop by January 1, 2019, and require all information stored on the internet site to be kept confidential pursuant to Iowa Code Chapter 22 unless ordered by a court or another person duly 
authorized to release such information. Fiscal impact. House File 2349 has no fiscal impact on the general fund. The act is estimated to increase gaming regulatory revolving fund expenditures by $225,000 in fiscal year 2019 and $135,000 in fiscal year 2020. The IRGC will need to hire one additional full-time equivalent FTE position to assist in constructing, establishing, and maintaining the data warehouse that will house the confidential information of individuals who choose to voluntarily exclude themselves from all of Iowa's 19 gambling facilities. Support costs in fiscal year 2019 refer to one-time costs associated with hiring and training a new employee. Initial website construction expenses are estimated to cost a maximum of $100,000 in fiscal year 2019, with maintenance costs estimated to total around $10,000 for fiscal year 2020 and subsequent years. This act was approved by the General Assembly on April 2, 2018 and signed by the Governor on April 10, 2018. The LSA staff contact for this fiscal update is Christine Meckler, Legislative Analyst 1 with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-250-0458. Fiscal update, Fiscal Services Division, May 10, 2018, end of session, House File 2343, statutory construction, explicit delegation of authority. House File 2343 prohibits state agencies from implementing or enforcing any standard, requirement, or threshold without clear authorization by statute, rule, or regulation. Iowa Code Section 17A.23 relating to rulemaking, construction, and delegation of authority states that a state agency shall only exercise the authority or discretion delegated or conferred upon the agency by law and shall not expand or enlarge its authority or discretion beyond such delegated or conferred powers. House File 2343 establishes explicit prohibition on implementing or enforcing a rulemaking without authorization by statute, rule, or regulation unless provided by Iowa Code Chapter 17A or a federal statute or regulation or unless required by a court ruling a state or federal executive order, a state or federal directive that would result in the gain or loss of specific funding or a federal waiver. Fiscal impact. House File 2343 as enacted does not have a fiscal impact. The act was approved by the General Assembly on March 20, 2018 and signed by the Governor on March 28, 2018. The LSA staff contact for this fiscal update is Christine Meckler, Legislative Analyst 1 with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-250-0458. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, May 10, 2018, End of Session, House File 2255, Contraband in Prison. House File 2255 relates to the possession of contraband in or on the grounds of a community-based correctional CBC facility and provides penalties. The Act adds CBC facilities to the facilities and institutions where a person may commit the criminal offense of possessing contraband. Correctional impact. In fiscal year 2017, there were 77 convictions of possession of contraband under Iowa Code Section 719.7. The act is estimated to result in an additional 72 convictions annually. The prison population is also expected to increase by approximately 149 inmates annually by year two of implementation. 
minority impact. In fiscal year 2017, approximately 16% of individuals convicted of Iowa Code Section 719.7 offenses were African American. In the second year of enactment, it is estimated that there will be 24 more admissions to prison, 3 more admissions to jail, and 15 more admissions to probation of African Americans. Fiscal impact. House File 2255 is estimated to have a fiscal impact to the state general fund of $407,800 in fiscal year 2019 and $794,550 in fiscal year 2020. This estimated impact includes operating costs incurred by the Judicial Branch, the Indigent Defense Fund, and the Department of Corrections. This act is expected to result in the following an estimated one additional Class C felony conviction in both fiscal year 2019 and fiscal year 2020, and an estimated 36 additional Class D felony convictions in fiscal year 2019 and 71 additional Class D felony convictions in fiscal year 2020. Of these convictions, 75% would be sentenced to prison. This act was approved by the General Assembly on March 13, 2018, and signed by the Governor on March 21, 2018. The LSA staff contact for this fiscal update is Laura Book, Legislative Analyst 1 with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-205-9275. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, May 10, 2018. End of Session, House File 2235, Statewide Student Assessments. House File 2235 requires the Department of Education to adopt administrative rules setting the statewide assessment for students as the assessment created by the Iowa Testing Program and administered by the Iowa Testing Program's designee. The Iowa Testing Program is housed in the University of Iowa's College of Education and is commonly known as the Iowa Assessment. The Act sets out the requirements for the statewide assessment, including grade and content areas assessed, alignment to the Iowa core academic standards, peer review by a third-party evaluator to ensure alignment, availability of both online and paper-slash-pencil versions of the assessment, providing measures of student growth and proficiency, and meeting summative assessment requirements by the Federal Every Student Succeeds Act, ESSA. Fiscal impact. The University of Iowa is currently in the process of completing a request for proposal RFP for a vendor partner and does not yet have a final bid for the total cost of the assessment. Based on the data made available from the RFP as required by Senate File 240, Fiscal Year 2017 Statewide Assessment Act, the Iowa assessment proposal with NCS Pearson was estimated to cost $4.4 million per year. The General Assembly appropriated $2.7 million in Senate File 2415, Fiscal Year 2019 Education Appropriations Act, to the Department of Education to be distributed to the Iowa Testing Program for the purpose of the statewide assessment. The Appropriations Act has not yet been approved by the Governor. The remainder of the cost of the student statewide assessment will be paid for by school districts out of the school district's general funds. The act was approved by the General Assembly on March 21, 2018 and signed by the Governor on March 28, 2018 and was effective upon enactment. The LSA staff contact for this fiscal update is Josie Garretts, Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-238-2833. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, May 10, 2018. End of Session, House File 2456, Mental Health 
Complex Services Needs Workgroup. House File 2456 implements numerous changes relating to behavioral health, mental health, disability services, and substance abuse, including amending Iowa Code Chapters 125 and 229 related to involuntary commitment to require that if the report of a court-designated licensed physician or mental health professional indicates the subject of an application for involuntary commitment or treatment does not have a substance-related disorder or is not seriously mentally impaired, the court is required to terminate the proceeding and dismiss the application on its own motion and without notice. The respondent is also required to be released from detention prior to the commitment hearing. Amending Iowa Code Chapter 135G related to subacute health care facilities to remove the conditions for issuing a license for a facility and the current 75-bed cap and requiring the Department of Inspections and Appeals, DIA, to issue a license if the facility and staff are adequate to provide the care and services required of a subacute care facility. Amending Iowa Code Chapter 228 to allow mental health professionals to share mental health information with law enforcement professionals. Amending Iowa Code Chapter 229 to allow hearings to be held by video conference at the discretion of the court. Amend Iowa Code Chapter 229 to allow for secure third-party transportation services contracted by a Mental Health and Disability Services MHDS region. Amending Iowa Code Section 331.397 to require the following service domains to the extent that the federal matching funds are available under the Iowa Health and Wellness Plan, IHAWP. Access centers that are located in crisis residential and subacute residential settings with 16 beds or fewer that provide immediate short-term assessments for persons with serious mental illness or substance use disorders who do not need inpatient psychiatric hospital treatment, but who do need significant amounts of supports and services not available in the person's homes or communities. Assertive Community Treatment Services, Comprehensive Facility and Community-Based Crisis Services, including Mobile Response, 23-Hour Crisis Observation and Holding, Crisis Stabilization Community-Based Services, Crisis Stabilization Residential Services, and Subacute Services provided in facility and community-based settings. Intensive Residential Service Homes for Persons with Severe and Persistent Mental Illness in Scattered Site Community-Based Residential Settings that provide intensive services and that operate 24 hours a day, specifying that if a county switches regions, the county's historic budget capped amount is used to calculate the new regional levy, similar to the process of calculating the regional levies when the regions were created. Directing the Department of Human Services, DHS, to adopt rules related to the new core services no later than October 1, 2018, and providing guidance and timelines for implementing those core services. Directing the DHS, in cooperation with the Department of Public Health, DP, and other affected or interested stakeholders to review the commitment processes under Iowa Code Chapters 125 and 229 and to report recommendations for improvements in the processes to the Governor and the General Assembly by December 31, 2018 and directing the DHS and DPH 
and other affected or interested stakeholders to review the role of tertiary care psychiatric hospitals in the array of mental health services and to report recommendations for providing tertiary psychiatric services to the Governor and the General Assembly by November 30, 2018. Fiscal impact. The increased utilization of services due to House File 2456 is estimated to increase general fund expenditures in fiscal year 2019 by $876,000 which was provided in Senate File 2418, Fiscal Year 2019 Health and Human Services Appropriations Act, and by $6 million in Fiscal Year 2020. The startup and ongoing expenditures are estimated to cost the MHDS regions $4.3 million in Fiscal Year 2019 and $10 million in Fiscal Year 2020. A detailed breakdown of the estimated cost of each service is listed in the table that accompanies this fiscal update article. The LSA staff contact for this fiscal update is Jess Benson, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-689-0598. To see the table that accompanies this article, go to the Iowa General Assembly website at www.legis.iowa.gov. Click on the Publications tab, then click on Fiscal Analysis in the gray area to the left. Next, under the heading Fiscal Publications, click on Fiscal Update and go to the PDF titled End of Session House File 2456 Mental Health Complex Services Needs Workgroup. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, May 14, 2018. State Child Care Assistance Advisory Committee, May 2018. The State Child Care Assistance Advisory Committee met on Thursday, May 10, 2018 at the Iowa Association for the Education of Young Children office in Des Moines. The committee broke into work groups for the morning session to focus on dividing up current goals. Work included finalizing an infographic on the infant and toddler care shortage crisis, looking into the decline in registered child care homes participating in the child care assistance program, and discussing an infographic and an upcoming meeting on why child care matters to Iowa businesses. Also discussed was some of the organizational language for the committee relating to current Iowa Code Section 135.173A and how that pertains to the overall Early Childhood Iowa ECI Stakeholder Alliance. There will be a new election of co-chairpersons in the near future, and the need for recruitment of active committee members was also discussed. ECI Summit. ECI will be hosting a system summit on October 3, 2018. The summit will include keynote speakers and breakout sessions designed around early childhood topics including nutrition, importance of data in decision making, mental health, brain science, science, technology, engineering, and mathematics or STEM education and others. More information will be available soon. Reports and updates. Written and oral updates were provided covering the recent legislative session, the Department of Human Services, the Department of Public Health, and the Department of Education. Upcoming topics anticipated to be covered include the results of the 2017 market rate survey. Future meetings. The State Child Care Assistance Advisory Committee meetings for the rest of 2018 are tentatively scheduled for July 12th, September 13th, and November 8th. The LSA staff contact 
For this fiscal update is Kent Ohms, Legislative Analyst 3 with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-971-7053. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, May 14, 2018. Patient-Centered Health Advisory Council, May 2018 meeting. The Patient-Centered Health Advisory Council met on May 11, 2018 at Broadlawns Medical Center in Des Moines. The first half of the meeting covered presentations related to Medicaid that included the managed care organization's quarterly report and the managed care ombudsman, the office of the ombudsman, and the medical assistance advisory council. In the afternoon, the topic of the meeting turned to childhood obesity in Iowa. Dr. Jennifer Gruz with the Blank Children's Hospital Pediatric Clinic and the Iowa chapter of the American Academy of Pediatricians covered some of the work being done by partners related to the 5210 Health Choices Count initiative. Dr. Gru's report stated that childhood obesity rates at this time have not leveled off in the way predicted a few years ago. There was discussion about weight, stigma, and motivational interviewing as best practices for engaging patients. Representatives from the Department of Public Health highlighted work the department had done this year with the childhood obesity funding and presented program implementation reports on the four areas that received funding in fiscal year 2018. The next meetings of the council are scheduled for August 17th and November 2nd, 2018. The LSA staff contact for this fiscal update is Kent Ohms, Legislative Analyst 3 with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-971-7053. Fiscal update, Fiscal Services Division, May 14th, 2018. End of session, Senate File 2117, Fiscal Year 2018 Budget Adjustment Act. Funding Summary. Senate File 2117 took effect on March 28, 2018. The Act reduced fiscal year 2018 general fund appropriations by a net total of $23.3 million, or 0.3%. The changes included reductions of $25.5 million and increases of $2.2 million. The Act also deappropriated $10 million from fiscal year 2018 Iowa Skilled Worker and Job Creation Fund, SWJCF appropriation for the High Quality Jobs Program and transferred the $10 million to the general fund. The table that accompanies this fiscal update summarizes the appropriation adjustments enacted in Senate File 2117. The Act did not make changes to appropriations totaling $5.069 billion, including state school aid and Medicaid. Other provisions Disproportionate Share Hospitals. The Act required Broadlawns Hospital and the University of Iowa Hospital and Clinics, UIHC, to fund the non-federal share for both the Disproportionate Share Hospital, DSH, program and the Graduate Medical Education, GME, program. This change was effective May 1, 2018. This change is estimated to save the state $1.4 million in fiscal year 2018 and $8.2 million annually in subsequent fiscal years by shifting the responsibility for providing the non-federal share of the match to the UIHC and Broadlawns Hospital. Economic Emergency Fund Contingent Appropriation The Act established a contingent appropriation from the Economic Emergency Fund of up to 1% of the adjusted revenue estimate for the purpose of eliminating a year-end deficit in the general fund. 1% of the adjusted revenue estimate in fiscal year 2018 would be equal to $73.7 million. 
For this appropriation to become effective, the following conditions must be met. The balance in the general fund at the end of the fiscal year is negative. The governor issues an official proclamation and notifies the Legislative Fiscal Committee and the Legislative Services Agency, LSA, that the balance in the general fund is negative. This provision amends current statute that allows up to $50 million to be appropriated from the Economic Emergency Fund if there is a year-end deficit of the general fund under certain conditions. Fiscal Year 2017 Economic Emergency Fund Appropriation The Act provided a $13 million appropriation from the Economic Emergency Fund to the general fund to replace the Economic Emergency Fund Standing Appropriation implemented on September 28, 2017 to eliminate a Fiscal Year 2017 general fund deficit. The Act was approved by the General Assembly on March 21, 2018 and signed by the Governor on March 28, 2018. The LSA staff contacts for this fiscal update are Dave Reynolds, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6934 and Jennifer Acton, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-669-9007. To see the table that accompanies this article, go to the Iowa General Assembly website at www.legis.iowa.gov. Click on the Publications tab, then click on Fiscal Analysis in the gray area to the left. Next, under the heading Fiscal Publications, click on Fiscal Update and go to the PDF titled End of Session, Senate File 2117, Fiscal Year 2018 Budget Adjustment Act. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, May 15, 2018. End of Session, House File 2377, Opioid Regulation. House File 2377 makes a variety of changes to the practice of pharmacy. Division 1 of the Act updates the Prescription Monitoring Program, PMP, in the following ways. Adds opioid antagonists to the list of drugs reportable to the program and requires first responders, excluding emergency medical care providers, to report administration of opioid antagonists. Establishes a transfer of information from the Department of Public Health to the Board of Pharmacy or administration of opioid antagonists by emergency medical providers. Requires all prescribing practitioners to register for the program. Requires pharmacies or prescribing practitioners that dispense a controlled substance to report the dispensing of the controlled substance to the program within one business day. Removes the four-year retention limit of program information and authorizes the Board of Pharmacy to establish a surcharge of up to 25% of the Controlled Substances Act, CSA, registration fee under Iowa Code Section 124.302. Revenues are required to be deposited in the Drug Information Program Fund. Division 2 requires all prescriptions to be electronically transmitted to a pharmacy effective January 1, 2020 and includes provisions for exemptions and administrative penalties. Division 3 requires the Board of Pharmacy to annually issue a prescribing practitioner activity report of PMP activity to each practitioner registered with the program. The division also requires the board to include information on general patient risk factors and educational updates in the PMP. Division 4 requires the Board of Pharmacy to establish criteria for the identification of patients who are potentially misusing or abusing prescription opioids and authorizes the board to proactively notify the pharmacist 
and prescribing practitioner involved in the patient's care of the board's concern. The division also requires licensing boards that have prescribing practitioners to establish penalties for those who prescribe in dosage amounts exceeding what would be prescribed by a reasonably prudent prescribing practitioner. The boards of medicine, dentistry, physician assistants, podiatry, and nursing are required to adopt rules requiring licensees who have prescribed opioids to a patient during the previous licensure cycle to receive continuing education credits regarding the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention Guidelines for Prescribing Opioids. The Act also rescinds current Board of Medicine administrative rules on training for chronic pain management for permanent or special license renewal. Division 5 modifies Iowa Code Chapter 124 Controlled Substances Act in the following ways. Removes, quote, biennial from the CSA registration requirements which will permit registration frequency to be established by the Board of Pharmacy and expands the disciplinary action available for the Board to take against CSA registrants beyond suspension, revocation, or restriction. Division 6 relates to CSA classification. The Act classifies 12 substances as Schedule 1 controlled substances under Iowa Code Section 124.204, Subsection 9. Penalties for possession of these substances will range from a serious misdemeanor for first offense of unlawful possession to a Class B or Class C felony for manufacturing and delivery. The Act adds one substance as a Schedule II controlled substance under Iowa Code Section 124.206. Penalties for possession of this substance will range from a serious misdemeanor first offense of unlawful possession to a Class C felony for manufacturing and delivery. The Act also adds one substance as a precursor substance for purposes of reporting requirements in Iowa Code Section 124B.2. The penalty for possession of this substance will be a Class C felony for manufacturing and delivery. Division 7 creates a Good Samaritan protection ensuring that a person seeking treatment for a drug-related overdose or a person seeking medical treatment for a person experiencing a drug-related overdose cannot be arrested or prosecuted for certain controlled substance-related violations on the basis of information collected or derived from the person's actions in seeking medical assistance. Fiscal Impact No impact to the general fund is expected since the Board of Pharmacy operates using fees for professional licensure and regulation. The Board will need to evaluate the overall fee schedule and budget to ensure that revenues align with expenses and will need to adjust both of those categories as necessary. Total estimated revenues and expenditures are outlined in the table that accompanies this fiscal update. Correctional Impact The act is estimated to result in minimal correctional impact. Refer to the Legislative Services Agency LSA memo addressed to the General Assembly. Cost estimates used for correctional impact statements dated January 8, 2018 for information related to the correctional system. Minority impact. The minority impact of the act is unknown. Refer to the LSA memo addressed to the General Assembly minority impact statement dated January 29, 2018 for information related to minorities in the criminal justice system. The act was approved by the General Assembly on May 2, 2018 and was signed by the Governor on May 14, 2018. The LSA staff contact for this fiscal update is Kent Ohms, 
Legislative Analyst 3 with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-971-7053. To see the table that accompanies this article, go to the Iowa General Assembly website at www.legis.iowa.gov. Click on the Publications tab, then click on Fiscal Analysis in the gray area to the left. Next, under the heading Fiscal Publications, Click on Fiscal Update and go to the PDF titled End of Session House File 2377 Opioid Regulation. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, May 16, 2018. End of Session, Senate File 2311, Energy Utilities Act. Senate File 2311 modifies various provisions relating to public utilities, specifically related to the Iowa Utilities Board, IUB. The Act requires the Board to review energy efficiency plan modification requests within 90 days of filing, approve schedules showing the automatic adjustment of rates and charges for public utility services, adopt rules regarding the reporting of transmission expenses and transmission-related activity, apply the total resource cost test, among other tests, to determine the cost effectiveness of an energy efficiency plan and approve, reject, or modify energy efficiency and demand response plans by March 31, 2019. Fiscal Impact The fiscal impact to the Department of Commerce Revolving Fund is estimated to be $150,000. This estimate includes the following costs. The salary for a senior utility analyst pay grade of 33 is $62,000. The salary for a utility analyst 2 pay grade of 29 is $52,000. Benefits for these employees are estimated to cost approximately $17,000 to $18,000 per employee annually. The IUB intends to increase utilities assessments to fund the 2.0 new full-time equivalent positions. The act was approved by the General Assembly on April 30, 2018 and signed by the Governor on May 4, 2018. The LSA staff contact for this fiscal update is Angel Banks Adams, Legislative Analyst 1 with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6301. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, May 17, 2018, End of Session, Senate File 359 prohibiting and requiring certain actions relating to a fetus act. Description. Senate File 359 does the following. Prohibits a person from knowingly acquiring, providing, receiving, otherwise transferring, or using a fetal body part in Iowa with listed exemptions. Violators are guilty of a Class C felony. Revises the definition for, quote, medical emergency in Iowa Code Section 146A.1 relating to prerequisites for abortion and prohibits an abortion following the detection of a fetal heartbeat except in cases defined as, quote, medically necessary, which is defined in the Act. Fiscal impact. A complete fiscal impact cannot be determined. Faced with restrictions provided in Senate File 359, the University of Iowa Obstetrics and Gynecology Department may have to make arrangements for resident training to occur at another institution, may possibly lose accreditation, or may face other sanctions. Correctional impact. The act is estimated to result in minimal correctional impact since crimes committed by licensed medical professionals are rare 
and it is expected most licensed medical professionals will comply with law. Refer to the Legislative Services Agency LSA memo addressed to the General Assembly, cost estimates used for correctional impact statements dated January 8, 2018, for information related to the correctional system. This act was approved by the General Assembly on May 1, 2018, and signed by the Governor on May 4, 2018. The LSA staff contact for this fiscal update is Kent Ohms, Legislative Analyst 3 with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-971-7053. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, May 21, 2018, Mental Health and Disability Services, MHDS, Commission Meeting. Joint meeting, the MHDS Commission met on May 16, 2018. The meeting was a joint meeting between the Commission and the Mental Health Planning and Advisory Council. The purpose of the joint meeting was to inform each group of the other's activities and to coordinate activities and efforts when appropriate. Both the Commission and the Council provided updates on their activities over the past six months, and in addition, Rick Shannon from the Developmental Disabilities Council provided an update on its activities. Medicaid Update. Medicaid Director Mike Randall provided a general update on Medicaid and answered questions. The director spent time covering similarities and differences between the Medicaid programs in Iowa and in Kansas, where he previously served as director, spoke about the evaluation underway regarding health homes, and mentioned that the Department of Human Services, DHS, is evaluating new federal direction related to Medicaid work requirements and their impact on the program. MHDS Update, Rick Schultz and Teresa Armstrong from the Division of Mental Health and Disability Services in the DHS provided an overview of legislation passed during the 2018 session, including House File 2456, which required a number of new core services including comprehensive crisis services, subacute services, access centers, and intensive residential service homes. Mr. Schultz also indicated that the DHS has applied for a Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration, SAMHSA, grant to establish and expand Assertive Community Treatment, or ACT. Legislative Update. Representative Dave Heaton and Senator Liz Mathis provided an update to the Commission on the Legislature's activities during the 2018 session and spoke on a wide variety of topics related to adult and children's mental health, Medicaid, and the health care workforce. The next meeting of the MHDS Commission will be Thursday, June 21, 2018 at Polk County River Place. The LSA staff contact for this fiscal update is Jess Benson. Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-689-0598. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, May 21, 2018, Iowa Lottery Board Meeting, May 15, 2018. The Iowa Lottery Board met on Tuesday, May 15, 2018 to approve the issuance of notices of intent to award to Bucket Media and Strategic America and to approve the hiring of three new Lottery Authority employees. Notices of Intent to Award The Iowa Lottery Authority released a request for proposals for the purchase of advertising and related services in January 2018. The initial term of the contract is for two years and the contract is eligible for a four-year extension. The authority intends to issue notices of intent to award to Bucket Media and Strategic America for creative advertising as well as for media planning and buying. 
the board voted unanimously to approve the issuance of the notices of intent to award. Organizational changes. The board approved the hiring of a new director of retail services, vice president of sales and marketing, and executive vice president. The next meeting of the Iowa Lottery Board will be held in June 2018. The LSA staff contact for this fiscal update is Angel Banks Adams, Legislative Analyst 1 with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6301. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, May 21, 2018. Iowa Economic Development Authority Board Meeting. The Iowa Economic Development Authority, IEDA, Board met on May 18, 2018 and took the following actions. Direct financial assistance and tax benefits. The board approved eight projects for direct financial assistance and tax benefits through the High Quality Jobs Program, HQJP. The awards are to assist in the creation of 299 jobs and are expected to result in approximately $80.4 million in new capital investments. Contracts. The board approved contract signing extensions for three projects, two contract rescissions, and amendments for 11 contracts. Demonstration Fund Awards. The board approved an award of $100,000 for Des Moines-based Wind Smart LLC and an award of $100,000 for Waukee-based TractorZoom LLC from the Demonstration Fund. The Demonstration Fund provides financial and technical assistance to encourage high-technology prototype and concept development activities that have a clear potential to lead to commercially viable products or services within a reasonable period of time. Proof of Commercial Relevance The Board approved an award for one project of $25,000 from the Proof of Commercial Relevance POCR Fund for North Liberty-based TLAMD LLC. The POCR Fund provides financial assistance to innovative businesses pursuing Proof of Commercial Relevance and marketability of a technology. The fund is designed to assist businesses with new technologies that have completed the proof of concept stage and are ready to be subjected to the rigors of the proof of commercial relevance stage, which includes defining the market for the product and perfecting the product to meet market needs. Board Officers and Appointments. The board approved the election of officers and appointment of members to various positions. Innovation Fund Investment Tax Credit Certificates. The board approved the award of approximately $2,700 in Innovation Fund Investment Tax Credit Certificates. The certificates are to encourage seed capital investment in innovative Iowa businesses, primarily those in advanced manufacturing, biosciences, and information technology. The certificates represent 25% of the investor's equity investment in a certified innovation fund. Iowa Power Fund Agreement Repayment. The board approved a revision to the repayment schedule for a terminated agreement. Financial Summary. The board also received financial reports from IEDA staff. As of April 30, 2018, the following amounts remain unobligated. General Fund Operations Fiscal Year 2018, $4.9 million. High Quality Jobs Program Fiscal Year 2018, $4.4 million. Tax Credit Cap Fiscal Year 2018 Allocation, $58.5 million. The LSA staff contact for this fiscal update is Ron Robinson, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6256.
Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, May 21, 2018, Environmental Protection Commission Meeting. The Environmental Protection Commission met on May 15, 2018 in Des Moines at the State Capitol. The Commission elected the following officers. Ralph Lentz, Chairperson, Joe Writing, Vice Chairperson, Rebecca Gwynn, Secretary. Director Gipp, Retired. Director Chuck Yip retired on May 1st, 2018. The governor appointed former Deputy Director Bruce Trotman as the acting director for the Department of Natural Resources, DNR. Trotman informed the commissioners that minimal changes have been made to the department's operations and that he will serve as the acting director until after the general election is held in November. Commissioner approval. The commission approved the following during the meeting. The notice of intended action for administrative rules related to oil filters, regional collection centers, and household hazardous waste, a contract with the Iowa Association of Soil Conservation Districts to hire two full-time staff to assist the DNR and selected communities with the Source Water Protection Program. This is an extension of a contract that expired on February 1, 2018. Funding is not to exceed $119,736, and the funding source is the Federal Drinking Water State Revolving Loan Fund for authorized use set aside that is from the Federal Environmental Protection Agency, a contract with the county health departments in Blackhawk, Cerro Gordo, Johnson, Lynn, and Scott counties. The contract delegates some of the public water supply functions from the DNR to the counties. The contract is not to exceed $327,450, and funding is from the Federal Drinking Water State Revolving Loan Fund for Drinking Water Facilities Administration Fund, a contract with Iowa State University to conduct training and license testing for manure applicators. The contract is not to exceed $428,002, and funding is from the State Animal Agriculture Compliance Fund, a grant awarded to the Regional 12 Council of Governments to deliver the Iowa Waste Exchange Program. The program enables the recycling of used and unwanted materials by matching parties that may need the materials. The grant award is $468,000, and the funding is from the solid waste account in the State Groundwater Protection Fund and the referral of recycling services to the Attorney General. The administrative order was issued for all the illegal disposal of trade waste on the company property in Atlantic, Iowa. This included waste oil, fuel, antifreeze, and other solid waste. The next meeting will be held on June 19, 2018 in Des Moines at the State Capitol. For additional information, please refer to the Environmental Protection Commission website. The LSA staff contact for this fiscal update is Deb Kozell, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6767. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, May 21, 2018. End of Session, Senate File 2099, Probate, Small Estates. Senate File 2099 relates to probate and the administration of small estates. The Act raises the maximum value of a small estate as defined under Iowa Code Section 635.1 from $100,000 to $200,000. This Act adds a definition of, quote, probate assets to Iowa Code Section 633.3. The term, quote, probate assets is defined as the 
decedent's property subject to administration by a personal representative. The Act also makes various procedural changes to probate administration under Iowa Code Chapter 635. The effective date for the provisions amending Iowa Code Sections 633.3, 635.2-635.7-635.8-635.8-635.8-635.8-635.8-635.8-635.8-635.8-635.8-635.8-635.8-635.8-635.8-635.8-635.8-635.8-635.8-635.8-635.8-635.8-635.8-635.8-635.8-
Expenditures from the Raceway Facility Tax Rebate Fund are expected to take place in equal increments of $255,000 from fiscal year 2019 to fiscal year 2025. The Department of Revenue will incur administrative costs to implement the rebate program with ongoing annual costs estimated at $18,000 for the staff time necessary to track the taxes paid and rebate claims made. The act was approved by the General Assembly on April 11, 2018 and signed by the Governor on May 16, 2018. The LSA staff contact for this fiscal update is Kent Ohms, Legislative Analyst 3 with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-971-7053. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, May 21, 2018, End of Session, House File 2478, Sales Tax on Construction Equipment Purchased by Dealers. House File 2478 removes the exclusion of construction equipment defined in Iowa Code Section 423.3, Subsection 37. From the State for Resale Sales Tax Exemption in Iowa Code Section 423.3, Subsection 2. Under current law, the lease of equipment used in construction services, Iowa Code Section 423.3, Subsection 37, and the purchase of tangible personal property for subsequent resale, Iowa Code Section 423.3, Subsection 2, are exempt from sales and use tax. However, the purchase of construction equipment does not qualify for the sale for resale exemption if the construction equipment is ever leased to an entity that qualifies for the construction equipment exemption. For example, if an equipment dealer purchased a piece of construction equipment with the intent to resell, no sales tax is owed. If that piece of equipment is first leased to a non-qualified entity, sales tax of 6% is due on the cost of the lease price of the piece of equipment. However, if at a later date the dealer leases the same piece of equipment to a qualified entity that is exempt from sales tax on the lease and uses the equipment in Iowa, the dealer would be responsible for paying the sales tax of 6% on the original acquisition cost of that piece of equipment. Fiscal impact. House file 2478 is estimated to impact the general fund, the Secure and Advanced Vision for Education, or SAVE, fund, and local option sales tax, or lost, revenues by at least the following amounts. Listed on the chart that accompanies this fiscal update article. The act was approved by the General Assembly on May 5, 2018, and signed by the Governor on May 16, 2018. The LSA staff contact for this fiscal update is Kent Ohms, Legislative Analyst 3 with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-971-7053. To view the table that accompanies this article, go to the Iowa General Assembly website at www.legis.iowa.gov. Click on the Publications tab, then click on Fiscal Analysis in the gray area to the left. Next, under the heading Fiscal Publications, Click on Fiscal Update and go to the PDF titled End of Session, House File 2478, Sales Tax on Construction Equipment Purchased by Dealers. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, May 21, 2018, Iowa Telecommunications and Technology Commission, ITTC, Meeting, May 17, 2018. Managed Voice 
System, MVS, update. Deb Evans, Chief Financial Officer of the Iowa Communications Network, ICN, provided the Commission with a status update on current agency projects. CFO Evans stated that as of the May 17th meeting, approximately 1,400 technology connections have been migrated to the Managed Voice System, MVS, including those at the Racing and Gaming Commission. Of the 48 state buildings, there are to be included in the migration process. Only a total of 14 remain to be completed by the MPEG system sunset date of June 30th, 2018. Financial update. Mike Cruz, ICN Financial Bureau Manager, provided the commission with an update on the financial health of the ICN. In comparison to the month of April in fiscal year 2017, operating revenues for the month of April in fiscal year 2018 have decreased by approximately $1.6 million and direct expenses have decreased by approximately $661,000 or 6.1%. Additionally, Mr. Cruz presented the fiscal year 2019 proposed ICN budget, which estimates gross operating revenues of approximately $30.5 million. This is a decrease of approximately $2.3 million or 7% in gross operating revenue compared to estimated fiscal year 2018. The commission unanimously voted to adopt the proposed fiscal year 2019 budget. The next scheduled commission meeting will be held on June 21, 2018 at 10.30 a.m. This is a telephonic meeting only. Additional information regarding commission meetings is available on the ICN website. The LSA staff contact for this fiscal update is Christine Meckler, Legislative Analyst 1 with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-250-0458. Fiscal update, Fiscal Services Division, May 22, 2018, Iowa Energy Center Board Meeting. The Iowa Energy Center Board met on May 22, 2018. Agreement extensions. The board authorized the extension of eight grant agreements to accommodate the transfer of grant administration from Iowa State University to the Iowa Economic Development Authority. Board subcommittees. The board authorized the formation of a five-member grant subcommittee and a five-member loan subcommittee. Sponsorship. The board authorized the expenditure of $5,000 from the Iowa Energy Center main fund for a sponsorship at the Iowa Energy Summit. The LSA staff contact for this fiscal update is Ron Robinson, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6256. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, May 22, 2018. End of Session, Senate File 2388, Telecommunications Property Taxation. Senate File 2388 changes how telephone and cable company property is valued for property taxation purposes. Under the provisions of the Act as amended, beginning with Assessment Year AY 2022, assessment of telephone and cable company property for property taxation purposes would be restricted to the value of land and buildings. Also, all such property would be assessed at the local level and classified as commercial property. For AY 2019 through AY 2021, the Act provides for a phased-in property tax exemption for telephone and cable company property. Under current law, the property of telephone companies is assessed by the Iowa Department of Revenue, centrally assessed. 
by repealing Iowa Code Chapter 433 and removing a corresponding reference in Iowa Code Section 427A.1, Subsection 1, Paragraph H, the Act also makes available a sales and use tax exemption for machinery, equipment, and computers purchased by telecommunications companies that are centrally assessed under current law. Fiscal impact. Senate file 2388 has the following projected state and local revenue impacts. The assessment process change is projected to decrease property taxes paid by taxpayers by the following amounts. $9.6 million in fiscal year 2021, $18.6 million in fiscal year 2022, $26.9 million in fiscal year 2023, $25.7 million in fiscal year 2024 and after. The decrease in the assessed value of telephone and cable company property results in the following projected increases in the state's general fund school aid appropriation. $1.6 million in fiscal year 2021, $3 million in fiscal year 2022, $4.4 million in fiscal year 2023, and $4.2 million fiscal year 2024 and after. The decrease in property taxes paid by telephone and cable companies is projected to decrease the amount of tax revenue received by local governments net of the increased school aid appropriation by the following amounts. $8 million in fiscal year 2021, $15.6 million in fiscal year 2022, $22.5 million in fiscal year 2023, and $21.5 million in fiscal year 2024 and after. The sales tax exemption for telephone companies is projected to reduce state general fund revenue by $0.2 million in fiscal year 2022 and $0.4 million annually in fiscal year 2023 and after. The act was approved by the General Assembly on May 4, 2018 and signed by the Governor on May 17, 2018. The LSA staff contact for this fiscal update is Jeff Robinson, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-4614. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, May 22, 2018, Criminal and Juvenile Justice Planning Advisory Council Meeting. The Criminal and Juvenile Justice Planning, CJJP, Advisory Council met on May 16, 2018 in the Legislative Dining Room in the Iowa State Capitol. Division Update. The CJJP Division Administrator Stephen Michael reported on several items. State Budget, CJJP. The 2018 General Assembly approved a fiscal year 2019 appropriation of $1.2 million to the CJJP in-house file 2492 Justice System Appropriations Bill. This is an increase of approximately $32,000 compared to estimated net fiscal year 2018. The Criminal Justice Information System received a fiscal year 2019 appropriation of $1.2 million from the Technology Reinvestment Fund in Senate File 2414 Infrastructure Appropriations Bill. This is an increase of $200,000 compared to estimated net fiscal year 2018. Specialty Courts Study House File 2492 Justice System Appropriations Bill contains a provision requiring the Judicial Branch and the Department of Corrections, DOC, to study the effect 
and recidivism rates of persons assigned to the specialty courts of the judicial branch. The CJJP will also be involved in the study. The study is currently in the planning stages and a report detailing the costs effectiveness, including any recommendations, will be filed with the General Assembly by January 15, 2019. Due to the variety of existing specialty courts, the CJJP anticipates this may need to be a multi-year study. Family Treatment Court The CJJP has applied for a grant from the Federal Office of Juvenile Justice and Delinquency Prevention, OJJDP, to evaluate the family treatment courts in conjunction with the judicial branch. 50 State Summit DOC Summit on Public Safety. Iowa has been selected by the Federal Bureau of Justice Assistance to host a state forum on public safety as a continuation of the 50 State Summit on Public Safety that was held in November 2017 in Washington, D.C. The Iowa Department of Corrections and the Iowa Department of Public Safety are co-hosting the forum and it will be facilitated by representatives from the Council of State Governments CSG Justice Center. The event will be held at the Iowa Correctional Institution for Women in Mitchellville on June 19, 2018. 2018 Legislative Update. The Council highlighted several pieces of legislation that may impact the work of the Council and included several that are priorities of the Council. House File 2502 Standing Appropriations Bill and SJR 2007 Driver's License Revocation Resolution repeals the requirement that a driver's license be revoked or suspended for 180 days if the defendant is convicted of a controlled substance offense under the applicable Iowa Code sections. The effective date of the repeal is contingent upon the governor submitting to the U.S. Secretary of Transportation a written certification that the governor is opposed to the enforcement in Iowa and a written certification that the General Assembly has adopted a joint resolution expressing its opposition to the same. Senate File 2230, Kidnapping of a Minor, expands the definition of kidnapping in the second degree to include the kidnapping of a victim under the age of 18. A person who commits kidnapping in the second degree commits a Class B forcible felony. The Council is scheduled to meet Wednesday, September 19, 2018 at a location yet to be determined. The LSA staff contact for this fiscal update is Laura Book, Legislative Analyst 1 with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-205-9275. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, May 23, 2018, Iowa Public Information Board Meeting, May 17, 2018. The Iowa Public Information Board, IPIB, met on May 17, 2018 at the Wallace Building in Des Moines. The board briefly discussed the fulfillment of the fiscal year 2018 department request to fill and fund an Attorney 2 vacancy at the agency during the 2018 legislative session through the fiscal year 2019 Administration and Regulations Appropriations Bill, Senate File 2416. The bill has not yet been signed by the governor. The board took the following actions. Accepted cases. The board considered a formal complaint involving a fee the City of Dallas Center requires for record retrieval. While the IPIB believes the complaint is legally insufficient, 
there was considerable discussion on the matter and the board intends to further review the complaint at the next board meeting. The board also discussed at length the question of whether a state agency may redact a board member's personal email account and or address from email communications provided in the course of fulfilling a public records request. The IPIB's legal notes on the question concluded that in this instance the state agency was in compliance with Iowa law by providing the requested records while redacting a board member's personal email address. Dismissed cases. The board dismissed four complaint allegations. The board found that the dismissed cases were legally insufficient. Withdrawn complaints. Two complaints were withdrawn by the complainants and required no action from the board. Case statistics. The board received an update on the total number of complaints received in April 2018. The board received nine formal complaints, three advisory opinions, three informal complaints, 41 informal requests, and five miscellaneous requests. According to data collected by the board, 9% of these requests were filed by the media, 47% were filed by citizens, and 44% were filed by governmental entities. The board's next meeting will be held on June 21, 2018 at 1 p.m. The LSA staff contact for this fiscal update is Angel Banks Adams, Legislative Analyst 1 with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6301. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, May 23, 2018. Executive Council meeting May 21, 2018. The Executive Council met on Monday, May 21, 2018. Governor Kim Reynolds was not present at the meeting and did not participate in voting matters. All other members were present physically or via telephone. The following are highlighted agenda items approved by the Council. On behalf of the Department of Justice, the Attorney General requested the retention of outside legal counsel pursuant to Iowa Code Section 13.3 subsection 1 for litigation regarding Senate File 359 Fetal Body Parts Act. The Council unanimously approved the request to hire the Thomas Moore Society of Chicago, which will perform services pro bono. Upon request by the State Treasurer's Office, TOS, the Council unanimously approved a firm change in state representation of litigation regarding U.S. savings bonds. The attorney currently representing the state, J. Brent Milborn, notified the TOS of a change in employment and requested to transfer the case to his new employer, Horn Alward and Bandy, LLC, of Kansas City. The council also approved a total of approximately $117,000 in various cost payments. Payments include a total of approximately $63,000 from the state general fund to the judicial branch, state court administration for costs relating to repairing damage sustained by the judicial building due to high winds, and a payment of approximately $16,000 from the State General Fund to the Iowa Communications Network for costs related to cable damage due to washout near U.S. Highway 93 in Fayette County. The next meeting of the Executive Council has not been scheduled at this time. Additional information is available from the Legislative Services Agency upon request. The LSA staff contact for this fiscal update is Christine Meckler, Legislative Analyst 1 with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-250-0458. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, May 29, 2018. 2018 Passenger Transportation Summit, Ankeny. The Iowa Department of Transportation, DOT, and the Iowa Public Transit 
Association hosted the 5th Annual Passenger Transportation Summit in Ankeny on May 24, 2018. The goal of the yearly conference is to bring together passenger transportation users, providers, and policymakers to discuss public transportation trends and needs in Iowa. Innovations in Rural Public Transit After opening remarks, the summit featured a panel discussion by representatives from three different rural transit agencies on innovations in rural transit and the successes and failures of rural transit agencies in trying new ideas, routes, and uses of federal and state monies. Hugh Lively from Northwest Iowa Regional Transit Authority, or RIDES, talked about the successes in after-hour transit for sheltered workshops. Randy Zobrist from Riverbend Transit described the difficulties in establishing a new shuttle service between Davenport and Iowa City, and Sam Castro and Kurt McNew from Northeast Iowa Community Action Corporation, or Earl Public Transit, presented highlights on their use of social media and events to increase awareness and ridership. Elected officials' perspective. Elected officials from three different Iowa communities answered submitted questions on local authorities' perspective of public transportation systems in their regions. The elected officials included Mayor Dave Jones from Atlantic, Councilman Rob Green from Cedar Falls City Council, and Supervisor Mike Steins from the Jackson County Board of Supervisors. Keynote address, Judy Shanley, the co-director for the National Center of Mobility Management, NCMM, gave the keynote address entitled, quote, What's So Great About Coordination, end quote. The speech focused on examples of states that have leveraged public and private funding with public and private social capital. The five reasons given for agencies to foster coordination included identifying new funding sources, opportunities for service innovation, improving efficiencies, leveraging knowledge, and aligning with federal efforts. Strategies to implement a statewide coordinating council. Kristen Haar of the DOT presented on the upcoming report, quote, strategies to implement a statewide coordination council, end quote. The DOT received a grant from Easter Seals as a partner with the NCMM to examine coordination efforts in Iowa. Members of the Iowa Transportation Coordination Council, ITCC, met in March 2018 to develop objectives and strategies using the Federal Coordinating Council on Access and Mobility, CCAM, goals, which include improving access to the community through transportation, enhancing the cost-effectiveness of coordinated transportation, and strengthening interagency partnerships and collaboration with state, local, and industry groups. The next Passenger Transportation Summit has not been scheduled. The LSA staff contact for this fiscal update is Michael Guancy, Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-729-7755. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, May 30, 2018. Executive Council Meeting, May 29, 2018. The Executive Council met on Monday, May 29, 2018. Secretary of Agriculture Mike Nag 
and Auditor of State Mary Moseman joined the meeting via telephone. The following are highlighted agenda items approved by the Council. The Council unanimously approved a total of approximately $185,000 in emergency allocations, including the following two payments requested by the Iowa Law Enforcement Academy, a reimbursement of approximately $6,700 and a vendor payment of $22,500 for a total payment of approximately $29,200 for damaged air handling units as a result of extreme cold temperatures and a reimbursement of approximately $4,300 and a vendor payment of approximately $60,000 for a total payment of approximately $64,300 for water damage to dorm rooms as a result of malfunctioning air handling units. The council also approved a total of approximately $5,500 in various cost payments. Payments include a total of approximately $2,500 to various state agencies on issues related to the visa status of prospective state employees. Funds for the payment will come from the Department of Revenue. The next meeting of the Executive Council has not been scheduled at this time. The LSA staff contact for this fiscal update is Christine Meckler, Legislative Analyst 1 with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-250-0458. Fiscal update, Fiscal Services Division, May 30, 2018. End of session, House File 2440, Water Quality Program Technical Corrections Act. House File 2440, Water Quality Technical Corrections Act, makes changes to Senate File 512, Water Quality Act, that was signed by the Governor on January 31, 2018. The Act makes the following changes. Eliminates the requirement that a drainage or levee district must install edge of field infrastructure, gives priority to communities with drinking water facilities that have a water source listed on the federal impaired waters listing for funding from the wastewater and drinking water treatment financial assistance program, defines the term quote specified industry and adds it to the list of eligible entities that can apply for funding from the water quality financing program, adds rural improvement zones to the list of eligible names that can participate as a member of Watershed Management Authority, gives priority for surface water projects that supply drinking water to communities and that are listed on the federal impaired waters listing for funding from the Water Quality Infrastructure Program, creates a 2018 interim study committee that will review issues faced by small cities to comply with federal and state clean water standards. The committee will submit its findings and recommendations during the 2019 legislative session, extends the time period for the use of the money for the Nutrient Reduction Strategy Measurement Pilot Project funding through fiscal year 2020, specifies the funds can be used for the Nutrient Reduction Strategy Measurement pilot project or can be used for education and outreach programs by the Department of Agriculture and Land Stewardship, DALS, in cooperation with Iowa State University, ISU, and requires an annual report that details expenditures for the following programs, the Wastewater and Drinking Water Treatment Financial Assistance Program, the Water Quality Financing Program, 
the Urban Infrastructure Program, and the Water Quality Agriculture Infrastructure Program. The first report will be submitted by October 1, 2019 to the Governor and the General Assembly. Annual reports for each of the programs are required by October 1st of each year. Senate File 494, Fiscal Year 2015 Agriculture and Natural Resources Appropriations Act, transferred $1.2 million from the Agriculture Management Account Groundwater Protection Fund to the College of Agriculture and Life Sciences, CALS, at ISU for a three-year nutrient reduction strategy measurement pilot project to develop protocols for measuring the annual progress of the Iowa Nutrient Reduction Strategy. The CALS contracted with the Iowa Nutrient Research and Education Council, INREC, to conduct a pilot project and the agreement between ISU and the INREC. Fiscal Impact The Act has no fiscal impact to the state. As of May 1, 2018, there was $504,000 remaining from the $1.2 million transfer for the Nutrient Reduction Strategy Measurement Pilot Project. The money can be used for the Nutrient Reduction Strategy Measurement Pilot Project, or the DALS can use the money for education and outreach programs in cooperation with ISU. The Act was approved by the General Assembly on May 4, 2018, and signed by the Governor on May 16, 2018. The Act takes effect upon enactment. The LSA staff contact for this fiscal update is Deb Kozell, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6767.